Jack, Levi. The Book Club from Hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack with The Book Club from Hell, a poorly concealed front for an international anti-white hate group. You've probably heard at least something about the Nation of Islam, a racial supremacist religious sect in the United States of America formed in 1930 by Wallace Fahd Muhammad, which claims that its members are the only true Muslims. Today's episode is on Yaqub, the father of mankind, a collection of writings by Elijah Muhammad, one of Fahd Muhammad's disciples. In it is traced the history of the universe. Turns out, your skin colour is a lot more important to cosmogony than anybody realised. Black people are 76 trillion year old gods. Fahd Muhammad was Allah, who was only the latest in a long line of gods stretching back to the start of the universe. Yaqub, a black god scientist, selectively bred black people, choosing only those with inferior racial characteristics to reproduce, which resulted in the white race. Gorillas and chimpanzees are the descendants of white people. There's so much to be found in this book. So, enjoy. Is a, yeah, so Wallace Fard Muhammad, the founder, um, also properly referred to as Master Fard Muhammad, <laughs> um, who was Elijah Muhammad's, um, I guess, teacher? I or... think he was a teacher. Elijah Muhammad says that he was like the personification of Allah. Yeah. <laughs> Calls him God. Yeah. In, at certain points. <laughs> yeah. He was a traveling sales salesman, door-to-door salesman <laughs> in Detroit. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So he, um, yeah, he definitely knew how how to sell some shit. Yeah, <laughs> and he certainly sold. Do you know how big the Nation of Islam is? Is it all that big? He certainly sold it. There'll be at least a few thousand people in it. They're very noisy. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe fifty thousand. This says fifty thousand in in two thousand seven. They had an estimated membership. Of wow, that's bigger people. than I would have expected, considering how mm. wacky this stuff yeah. is. So fifty thousand seems like an, a reasonable guess. It doesn't seem like the sort of religion that's going to spread very much or grow. No, it sort of se- seems self-constrained. It's fairly exclusive, as we'll as we'll get into. Very, very racially exclusive. With this book, too, Yaqub, Father of Mankind, it's a compilation of Elijah Muhammad's teachings, which he learned from Fahd Muhammad. Who was Fahd Muhammad? The guy who created the Nation of Islam. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Fahd Muhammad, personification of Allah. Uh, as, as an aside, someone in the Discord who's a Muslim offered to answer questions about which aspects of this book are or aren't in line with mainstream Islam. And in the end, I just didn't bother because there is so much here. There's so, so obviously un-Islamic. Like case in point, yeah. Fahd Muhammad is the personification of Allah. Allah is only the latest in a line of repeating gods who take it in turns to rule the earth or the universe. Yeah. Those <laughs> gods are actually black people who are actually not people but just gods. Or oh no, the yeah. gods are like the a god is the highest member of this council of black scientists who every twenty five thousand years institute a new set of beliefs in the universe and we'll get into all of this but i'm pretty sure just everything in this book is haram as fuck (laughs) (laughs) it's non-stop haram (laughs) but anyway so So elijah muhammad 
interpreted Allah through Fahd Muhammad. And now, is it Louis Farrakhan or pronounced some way like that? I know he's a guy who keeps coming up and saying that he hates Jewish people in the US. I think he's the latest boss of this august organization. <laughs> um, so this, uh, so Wikipedia says that uh, it, with regards to Fahd Muhammad, it says, quote, both during and after his life, some people have charged that Fahd Muhammad was a con man who used mystery and charisma to swindle <laughs> poor black people by selling them new Muslim names and stirring up racial animosity, <laughs> selected elements of other Muslim religious sects and ideologies that would fit his racial supremacist narrative. That, <laughs> yeah, I, I could just a horribly malicious that. person. I could completely believe <laughs> just, that. <laughs> what a cockroach of a person. <laughs> yeah, except the book's pretty interesting. Except he was a god. Like, I'll give him that. This book is pretty fun. Although he didn't write it. It was Elijah Muhammad didn't write it either. It's Someone compiling the things that Elijah Muhammad learned from Fahd Muhammad. So yeah. you're a few steps from my boy Fahd, but still, it's mm. he had so a hand. So do you in think that book. Elijah Muhammad genuinely believed this, or do you, you know, like when I see the the Scientology dude, the guy at the top of Scientology, David sometimes he seems like yeah, miscarriage. I wonder. Does he actually believe this or does he know that this is a bunch of bullshit and he's just like continuing in the con because it's, he's making so much money? I reckon he believes it. I think within a lot of these organisations... I'm crazy, hey. I reckon they actually do believe, at least to a large extent, what they're saying. Mm. Because you're like dedicating your entire life to it, right? So yeah. It make, yeah. I wonder if it starts out as... Uh, how the fuck do you get somebody to believe something like this? <laughs> I think at least in Miss Cabbage's case, wasn't he in Sea Org from a really young age, from eight years of age or something like that because his parents got into Scientology? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Ch children are really impressionable. I reckon that's, that's a lot of it. We should do Scientology, <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah, we should. Yeah, Lewis. And Lewis not the boring Barakan. stuff, not like Dianetics. I mean, see if we can find one of the more restricted pieces of Scientology literature and do that. Hunt that shit down, yeah. yeah. And then get killed in our sleep by a crack team of Scientology cleanup experts. <laughs> That'd be a strange way to die. Yeah, it'd be very odd way to die. <laughs> I'm sure they'd frame it as a suicide or something, though. <laughs> Levi overcome with guilt at making fun of Scientology in an episode <laughs> of an obscure, of an obscure podcast, podcast. Took his own life. <laughs> He took his own life by shooting himself in the chest 30 times. <laughs> and then once in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> After all the other bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's really one of them. With a different gun. <laughs> yeah, Just really wanted to commit suicide. Really committed. <laughs> Whilst asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, with modern technology, you, know, you can do you can all do sorts anything, of interesting yeah. stuff if you want to. Your imagination's the If you want to obliterate, yeah, that's right, when it comes to suicide. Your imagination is the limit. You heard it here first, guys. Uh, what were we saying? You know what? If you ever come up with an inventive way to take yourself out, like, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. <laughs> if you put your mind to it. Really put your mind to it.
<laughs> yeah, so Yeah, so this was a strange book. We um so we thought that okay, we're about a year and four months in or so. Maybe maybe we're close to six months, uh, 18, 18 months in to doing this podcast. And we've covered a lot of white racial supremacy. So we thought it would be fantastic, just fantastic, if, um, you know, we changed it up a bit. So the OG alt uh, racial supremacists, uh, the, uh, the Nation of Islam, uh, American black racial supremacy. Yeah, this is a, a very racist book, but it's a different <laughs> type of racism. I will give him this. A very interesting. This is one of the most intricate or, uh, if not intricate, then different works of intense racism that I've read. <laughs> this is very yes. inventive racism. Major points for originality. Yeah, yeah. I haven't come across something like this. With a lot of, if not all, white supremacist stuff, it's pretty samey. Yeah, once you've read one, you've read them all. Yeah, whereas with like <laughs> may, maybe other works of black supremacy are also all like this, although that would surprise me. <laughs> are if, all just if this is the main flex that really catches Yaku. on in, in the black supremacist community. <laughs> but this is a very, very strange set of beliefs. I also <laughs> it's it's so strange, I don't know how somebody uh, what, fucking what am I saying I do this podcast like, it's such a strange <laughs> podcast <laughs> but I sometimes read these ideas and I just go how does somebody who believes this even how do they even tie their fucking shoes in the morning like this is such a discombobulated set of beliefs so <laughs> this, how are these people even functional <laughs> this book grew funnier and funnier to read as I went on because again these are things that Elijah Muhammad learned from Fad Muhammad and he brags quite a bit about how much time he's gotten to spend with Fard Muhammad, where Fard's telling him mm-hmm. all these cool things, letting him in on the wisdom of the universe. And I just, there were so many points reading this <laughs> where I just imagined Elijah Muhammad listening to Fard Muhammad talk about the council of 24 black scientists, 23 of whom are making some new system of belief, and the 24th is doing calculations and then somehow becomes a god and becomes Allah and then becomes Fad Muhammad and then talks to Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad's sitting there going, yeah, yeah, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. This is good stuff. I, re- I really like this. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to put just, my name to it. just resonated with me, man. <laughs> He's just sitting at Fad Muhammad's bedside listening to him talk shit, feeding him grapes. <laughs> I bet you the Nation of Islam, given that they're all into like black racial supremacy, are uh, very happy with the state of Pornhub these days. <laughs> BBC, <laughs> BBC fucks little white girls. <laughs> Blacked.com. <laughs> it's just Blacked.com's become become gets bought by the Nation of Islam. It's because- Becomes a religious porn website. <laughs> so sinister. I'm really glad I gave up porn. I don't have to worry about this stuff. <laughs> They're all just wearing those hats <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that the uh, Nation of Islam, <laughs> big black dude, Nation of Islam hat. <laughs> the entire time they're just reading sections from Yakub, the father of mankind. 
I don't reckon. Um, no, they probably. National they probably wouldn't be cool with that really against race mixing. There's, yeah. There are a lot of sections <laughs> sure on they race wouldn't mixing. Be cool with it. Like race mixing is yeah, not, they would hate it. Not okay, according to um, probably anyone in Nation of Islam. They're really not happy with it. <laughs> so I doubt yeah, that like interracial it. pornography would be something that they would endorse. So that people know who are only listening via audio. Um, I'm a person of colour. And I was going into this very optimistic. I was like, oh, yeah, we've read all this white supremacy stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's Levi's time to shine. <laughs> Jack's going to fill the boot of this one. <laughs> and then you know what? Also doesn't like race mixing. And uh, yeah. I'm just not good enough. I'm a, I'm a little fucking mixed race kid. <laughs> not good enough for the white racial supremacists. Not good enough for the black racial supremacists. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> I'm like a little bit better than white people, but worse than black people. I mean, to be fair, Varg wouldn't like me because I have the wrong colored hair and eyes. God damn it. <laughs> We're just outcast, Jack. And also I'm race mixing. Because I think Varg considers, That's right, you are. Varg considers Anglo-Saxons and Germanic Slavs, and Slavs. different. And so, yeah, yeah. I, my, my marriage is also suspect. You're mixing... Well, well wait, is... is, uh, is Did he put... He put Slavs below Scandinavians but above Anglos, right? <laughs> I don't remember so you're, the, you're uh, punching up. the Varg race tier <laughs> list that he said. <laughs> Varg Slavs. <laughs> All I know is I was down the bottom somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I pro- I would have been above you. In, in I'm sitting land, somewhere, so which you... is a real honour. I'm I definitely feel good about that. <laughs> so I, I you know what? Groups. I don't mind Yakub. Yakub put me above Jack in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, oh, we'll we'll get into the Yakult. five races. Yakult, father of <laughs> Elijah Muhammad Delicious. also had a race tier list, and it's different to Varg's race tier list. <laughs> It's not as is it's not as high resolution. Like you really it's like very low resolution. Just sort of, just, it just is like the Japanese and Chinese white people. <laughs> well, yeah. Then who who was the red race? <laughs> he didn't mention. He didn't he specify didn't who the red race was. <laughs> I assume he meant they were the uh, American Native Indian. Well, that's what I would have thought. But then, okay. So Indian, for listeners, so we can set this the Indigenous out, Americans. We'll get into the. The reasons behind why there are five races, but there are five. So there's black, brown, yellow, red, white. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's everyone. <laughs> and so I initially thought, okay, brown. So that's going to be like, well, a lot of the world. So First Nations, like Australian, probably go into there. First Nations, people in, on the Indian Manchu, subcontinent. Like, like that's what I would have thought. But then he goes, no, the brown race are the Japanese. And then Lisa, <laughs> yeah, I was totally caught off guard so, by that. Since since then, the like, intrigue. Wait a second. The intrigue factor has gone up so much because oh, where's where's Elijah Muhammad going to go with this next? You don't know. He just keeps you guessing. Shortly after <laughs> he making did, he the, didn't the it. Japanese the brown race, he said he said that the Chinese are the yellow race, and then said that he doesn't trust them. <laughs> 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 so Fahd Muhammad was just like a fucking racist shit. <laughs> He's just like this entire yeah. book is just pure racism. It's just so wacky. And he just had to get in he just had to get in a little jab at the Chinese. It's just like completely uncalled for. He just didn't like Chinese people. I would like, say yeah, he I trust didn't him. like a lot of people based on their skin colour. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he that. Say so he didn't didn't like anybody except for black people. I saw this um whilst I was like just 
reading about the background and the nation of Islam leading up to the episode. There's this video on YouTube of uh, there's a couple. I think there's only two videos, unfortunately. Maybe there's a bigger a video shame. somewhere else of uh, Louis Thoreau meeting with the nation of Islam. Oh, actually, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really funny. It's really need to good. See that. <laughs> and uh, he goes into this. He goes into this shop owned by this black dude who's a member of the nation of Islam and it's a clothing shop. So he, he's looking to buy some clothes with this guy. He's just having a chat about his beliefs and stuff. And the guy's just being really fucking racist. <laughs> and he just gets he, over the course of the interview, he just gets more and more racist. And, and, and the guy's like, Oh yeah, there's this um, <clears throat> pair of pants is made out of, I don't know, cow leather or something he's like yeah it's probably killed by a white man <laughs> look at that it's italian <laughs> white man killed this you'd like to kill me as well wouldn't you <laughs> yeah it really like, does seem to be and this is not exclusive to nation of islam this is definitely a characteristic of many people we've read for this podcast that it seems to be an elaborate way of ordering beliefs so that you can just assume the worst in everybody you meet yeah definitely a way of uh Filtering your friend list, that's for sure. <laughs> it's definitely a way to have fewer friends. <laughs> Pretty fucking hard. <laughs> if you just if you just put like uh, a nation of Islam overlay on your Facebook profile uh, picture or a, you know, SWAT sticker or like, I don't know, like a golden star icon or something, you, you'll filter off friend requests <laughs> yes. pretty hard. It's definitely sending a message. <laughs> so that's the thing, I... I they are. There's an organization like in in the US. Uh, the name escapes me for now. Um, that looks at uh, right, like racial hate groups and that sort of stuff. Um, it's very famous. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and they, these guys are classified as a hate group. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know if they do any terror. I think that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty justified. I think it's extremely fair. Well, they they do hate people. Um, I don't know if they do any commit. They've been known to commit any acts of terror or anything like that, which is, you know, it's not really a plus, but at least it's not a minus. Look, I'd say, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you're kind of doing the bare minimum if you don't commit terrorist acts. I mean, yeah, I I support you. (laughs) If you're not a domestic terrorist organisation. But at the same time, I'm not going to congratulate anyone on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You're not getting any bonus points. By the standards of this podcast, I guess I'd say, yeah, good on you. Okay, so it was like in the Penty Linkler episode when I thought he was going to start being really anti-Semitic and he didn't, and I gave him points for that. In the context of this <laughs> podcast, I guess, okay, good on you, Nation of Islam, thumbs up, no terrorist attacks. But <laughs> I guess in, in a broader context, that doesn't really win you any brownie points. No. That's why I was saying, like, I don't think... Um... I think this is a self-constraining memeplex. <laughs> it's extremely one, they're, self-constraining. They're, they're very against like just interacting with others. They're not really going out there proselytizing or evangelizing. No, I've and, seen uh, videos of them not... shouting at people on the street, which I guess kind of counts as... Uh, is that evangelism? Okay. Insulting people? Yeah, yeah that's evangelism. Uh, well, evangelism. they're just <laughs> insulting white calling people. Calling people pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, you they were like maybe out there like in a black community in you know like trying to convert people or something. But if they're just out there abusing white people, <laughs> that doesn't qualify as as, as evangelism. Like, that qualifies as being an asshole. Building activities like team building. 
You know when you're at work and you have team building activities? They have <laughs> team building mm. activities mm. where you just go out and shout at people for not being black. Or maybe it's one of those um, cult commitment tests. It's like, yeah, you've got to go and alienate yourself from like the rest of society. That's a good point, actually, so because like, oftentimes mm. with cults, they will make people do things that make them feel alienated from broader society. And yeah, like going out and racially yeah. abusing people will make you feel alienated because people aren't going to respond well to that. Like at best, they'll ignore you or they'll tell you to get, you to get fucked or something like that. So that's a good point, actually. It, like, it probably is just a method of indoctrination. Hey, hazing. Hazing and indoctrination. Yeah, quite a, quite a, uh, a malicious, uh, malicious organisation, really. One with <laughs> internal rifts as well. So the person who assembled yeah. this book from the teachings of Elijah Muhammad, he notes that um, Fahd Muhammad and Elijah Muhammad's original teachings on the origin of mankind, on Yaqub, the scientist, actually aren't being taught anymore in much of the nation of Islam. So... Here's a quote. Mm. So, referring to the teaching about Yaqub, this is a subject which Wallace Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad's son, had banned from being taught when he first took control of the nation of Islam. This subject was also butchered into a fairy tale by Minister Farrakhan and eventually discontinued. Mm. So, I'm not sure. Yeah, are, yeah, are, are we a reading a book of the Apocrypha, so to speak? The nation of islam no 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 or is this considered no no is this accepted so they i would say this is what i would say based on my fucking cursory my deep knowledge of the nation of islam is that um these guys are more like traditionalists whereas the guys who branched off they actually renamed the church and renamed the organization oh, man. so it's like, it's like and like like catholics yeah, and protestants these are yeah. Orthodox in Protestants. I think, well, they, yeah, you might say that these guys are Orthodox Nation of Islam, mm. whereas the other dudes okay. who changed their name are like the Separatists. Or the, they're, they're like the Lutherans, basically. Okay, yep. Are they like yeah. the Lutherans? They or tried are they to become like, like the, a. The star studded mega church evangelists in the Midwest. No, they settled down a little bit. No, 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 they're not star-studded, unfortunately. That's a shame. Cool. Nah, they tried to like rebrand themselves as a, as a, uh, as a Sunni sect. <laughs> Did they actually try to rebrand themselves as a Sunni sect? Yeah. Yeah, they call, <laughs> they're trying to call so themselves much something of else. This that I think <laughs> any person who's actually a Sunni would take one look at and say, that, that, is, that is in no way Sunni Islam. <laughs> Even me with my quite poor knowledge of Islam, I looked at this and just thought that this is so heretical. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. I also, uh, before we get into the, the proper content of the book, I would like to say that in the preface, the person, the person who compiled this says that, look, some parts of this book might seem repetitive, but in actuality, it's not repetitive. It's saying new things each time. You just, you need to focus. And this is a very short book and it is highly repetitive. And I don't think anything new is being said each time. Yeah. So what happened was... Uh... So it's it's now called the American Society of Muslims, which I think a lot of <laughs> other Muslims would take a, a serious issue with. Um, is basically a rift, so and for a, a while, <laughs> so disingenuous. <laughs> for a while, the Nation of Islam. I think, if I understand, you know, if there's anybody from the Nation of Islam, if I'm misrepresenting your history, I apologize. Just, just come on the Discord and let us know. 
come on the podcast, we'll interview you. Yeah. Um, you can call me a devil whitey uh, and make fun of Levi for being mixed race. <laughs> there was basically a split back in the 70s. And, uh, and that split happened, obviously, after Elijah Muhammad was writing. So this is pre-Reformation. <laughs> situation of Christian context. <laughs> yeah, this is not apocrypha. This is this is uh this is OG Old Testament shit. Yeah, look, this is what exegetical historiography looks like. It's what we're engaged in right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um in the beginning, chapter one. Uh, I've got a few quotes here. Don't you mean just in, give in the... the real beginning is chapter one? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, in he sets the tone strong. <laughs> he wants you to know that everything you've learned before now is false. But in the real beginning, there are only a few gods. He says, uh, quote, there are, there are not any gods who live forever. Their wisdom and work may live 6,000 or 25,000 years, but the actual individual may have died within 100 or 200 years, or the longest that we have re- of have a record of is around 1,000 years. So each god, the wisdom, it says the wisdom of each god has a cycle of 25,000 years. This has been going on for many, many trillions of years. And the knowledge of god has been kept secret by 12 men on our planet for many thousands of years the 12 pass their knowledge on from sun to sun um so gods did you fully understand the concept of what he was trying to say that these gods are more like supernatural black men yeah not just men, well i think men. all black men are supernatural <laughs> like that's actually that's redundant <laughs> to say supernatural black men it's like saying wet water it's it's <laughs> It's intrinsic to the experience of being black that you're godlike. I think think by the end of the book, I came to understand it somewhat. So I think it's... Really? (laughs) (laughs) As much as you can understand it, because despite being so repetitive, the book's not actually that clear. I think... So the first being in the universe was black because there was this empty universe with no light, and then the first atom arose. The atom might have been water. It might not have been. I'm not sure. He seems to, to go both ways on that. But anyway, because there was no light, the first being had to be black, obviously. And so eventually this first atom created itself and the distinction between something being created and being made will become important, but we'll leave that for now. So it created itself, it kept getting more complicated, and eventually it became a black man, the first man. And somehow this first man reproduced, and eventually you had a race of black people who were the original race, and they're a created race, so they came from nothing. They're not made. Nothing else made them. And now, how that works is not really uh, explained, but I assume that if you're a black man, like a full-blooded black man, not, not like me, dirty mm, little, yeah. little mestizo like me, can't understand, but if you're a magical full-blooded black man... From Africa as well, because you're, you you're will, from the wrong yeah, continent. I am from the wrong continent, that's the other thing. 
it's unfortunate. And the best, the best black men are the ones in America, which happens also to be yeah, for some, where Fahd Muhammad was. For some reason. Which, it's amazing how that works. I'm not sure why the ones who ended up in America were better. I think that's because we're Fahd. That's, well, it was Fahd Muhammad's place of residence. No, that's just a coincidence. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah so coincidentally. Fahd Muhammad was, well, he was God. That's true. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Can, I wouldn't believe a single fucking word that comes out of, like, a traveling salesperson's mouth. Like, even on a good day. Yeah, but, but if, if they start blabbing on about how they're God, <laughs> well, obviously I believe. Yeah, but, but if, if someone pulled that out, then I think, oh, I have to take you seriously now. When you were just a traveling oh, salesman, well, you I, wouldn't I wouldn't say that. You, but if you're Allah, who actually isn't eternal, <laughs> yeah, but has only lived for a few hundred years and is just one in a long succession of gods, which change every 25,000 years for the past 76 trillion years, then I'd say, well, okay, well. That's a different story. I'm gonna, <laughs> I've got to listen to you now. Give that a go. <laughs> when do I sign up? How much does your first course cost? <laughs> Oh, the first level is only $2,500 and the second level is $3,600. <laughs> levels on levels. Sign me levels. the fuck up. <laughs> Do you accept Bitcoin? <laughs> only lightning. Over lightning. <laughs> private, fully private. <laughs> I will accept nothing else. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, the, the exact mechanics of the autopoiesis of a black man are not gone over. <laughs> but the original black man, yeah. <laughs> do you reckon they just divide? The auto-poesis of the original like, black man. <laughs> like people in Africa can reproduce sexually, but they don't need to. They can just undergo binary division and split into two smaller copies of the previous person. Yeah, Is they don't need sexual saying? reproduction. <laughs> have, they ma- have they maintained that ability or was that lost over the past few trillion years of their existence? Yeah, maybe the original were like uh, exponentiating in population and they somehow had to like, uh, I don't know, graph that out of them or something so they wouldn't just take over the entire universe. I don't know. There's good questions. Maybe it's somewhere else in the uh, Nation of Islam literature explaining... Um, what happened to their autopoetic skills? That's exactly. I want a mechanism skills. of action. That's what I'm really <laughs> interested in. But my my working assumption is that all of this is true. I just I want the mechanics explained, so I can appreciate it even more. But okay, so you've got you've got this you've got this god race, and what they do is every twenty five thousand years, you get a is it twenty? I think it's twenty four of them. A, a council of 24 scientists get together and one of them will become the next god, like the god of the next 25,000-year cycle. And this just keeps repeating. So Allah is, or was, because he's dead now, which also I think Muslims would take <laughs> take exception to. Uh, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would take exception to I feel as though anybody walking around calling themselves Allah would automatically be alienated by uh, probably close to 100% of Muslims. I, yeah, I don't think they'd take that well. Also that Allah didn't create the universe. He's just the latest in a long line of black gods who died. Yeah, this is how you know that uh, Fahd Muhammad just like read about Islam somewhere and was like, okay, nobody else here is Muslim. They're not going to know what I'm talking about. Like I can just like do whatever I want with this. 
and they'll go with it. <laughs> what the fuck? He also he doesn't directly address. Oh, actually, no. He says most Muslims don't have an have knowledge of God. He says that Arabs are because of, of course they have to fit into his racial matrix. He says Arabs are okay, but often misled, and I think that's his way out. Like if a Muslim says that they're not okay with him, he uh, he will either say, "Oh, you're an Arab, and so you're misled." Or you're following the Islam of Arabs, and they are also misled. Because everything has yeah. to come back to race. Well, and this is coming directly from the, the mouth of God, so like, who are you going to believe? Yeah, well, that's, like, that's the trump card. Ultimately, he is God, and he does know better. <laughs> even, if, even if he's not you know, the, the God God, he's just one of a long line of gods. So why do you think that people are so susceptible to this sort of thing? Because, like, whether it's Joseph Smith or Elon... Um, not Elon Musk. <laughs> El, oh, no, Elon the, the cult of Elon Musk is fucking creepy. <laughs> the people who are convinced that Elon Musk he's is God, their though. best friend because they have a Tesla or something <laughs> like that. That's fucking weird. <laughs> okay, so wait. If Elon Musk actually came out and started saying that he was God, do you think that people would believe him? Do you think he could start a cult? He probably could start a cult, couldn't you? <laughs> 100% he could start a cult. There are so many people on, particularly very, very online, I expect young men who like Elon Musk a bit too much. If Elon Musk came out with some holy book, I reckon so many people would sign up to it. That'd be super weird. That'd be super weird. He's just kind of like gelatinous now, you know? <laughs> like, he's a big dude. You know he's like 6'4 or something. It's a big dude. He could be, he could be like a giga chad. Instead, he's all kind of pudgy. He's a, of, he, he, he's a bit of a yeast yeast man, really. Anyways, I was bitching about Elrond. Like, why are people like so susceptible to these these sorts of things? I think most people have a deep need for some sort of meaning, and our society doesn't. Ah, pish posh. Really, I don't need any meaning. Really provides much me some of it. drugs. <laughs> and so I I do think in our particularly in wealthy western nations people are more susceptible to this sort of thing because they're not being given much meaning otherwise yeah, also i think people just somewhere. like being told that they're special and <laughs> yeah but if you're of the right get a little pat on the head this you've just got a guy saying you are really cool you're really special you're awesome you're, you're, you're better than you all those people you don't a like a member of a god race which has existed for trillions of years yeah true 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 i should start a cult yeah do it Start a cult and what my tell cult them to listen like. to the podcast. Start a cult and use it as a way to advertise the podcast. <laughs> the, the this game. is our holy book. This is our holy book. The holy book. Just all of our episodes transcribed. It's just the, the most disjointed theology ever. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like all the more disjointed the theology, the, the more into it people get because they're looking for connections in places where connections probably don't exist. <laughs> There's just none. We, we just start sprinkling in some it's numerology throughout our episodes. There's no <laughs> signal. <laughs> just pure uh, pareidolia with our, with our yeah. audio pareidolia. With our, with our pareidolia episodes. of meaning. <laughs> Jack and Levi. Hundreds of hours of Jack and Levi talking about <laughs> about uh, racial uh, racial cults and <laughs> and Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, I just found a bit in my notes. So Elijah Muhammad loves numerology, except the numerology doesn't work. 
He's, he's Wait, what? He's Wait, got, no. He's got this no. thing about... No, when I say it doesn't work, I mean, if you're going to pick... Yes, it fucking does. It's if you're going to pick numerological justifications for things, you've got... You've got almost an infinite space of things which correspond to certain <laughs> you do numbers. Have an like just space. pick one that corresponds exactly to the number you need. So he talks about why why is the cycle of gods twenty five thousand years? And he goes, Oh well, the circumference of the earth is about twenty five thousand miles at the equator. Now it's not <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly like the same. It's not exactly that, but you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty close. close it's pretty much twenty five thousand. And with this close enough, thought, guys. why couldn't you just pick Anything that is twenty five thousand instead of oh, it's, it's and kind it's of actually that. even worse it's than close enough. It's even worse than Jack that Jack because you could actually do the opposite, which is you could just find a bunch of natural phenomena which happen to have the same number and then work backwards from there yeah, and make your yeah. number match match the phenomena. Well, <laughs> and then see, you'd be like, yeah, perfectly how many matched. miles around <laughs> is the Earth's circumference? And then say, okay, well that's the number of years that it takes to replace a god. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, learning about. He just fucked it up so much. I was learning about um, numerology. I'm reading this book at the moment called Number um, about <clears throat> the historical development of and like discovery of mathematics and particularly in particular number. And uh, it's really fantastic. It's fan- strongly recommend. It's really interesting. Um, and <laughs> it's just like. Um, there's something about number. So the chapter that I just read was specifically about number theory, as opposed to like other parts of mathematics, like um, I don't know, like arithmetic and and stuff, um, or just like symbolic representation. But numbers in particular have had this weird effect on people, where there's been throughout history like cults and theological like connections with numbers. All the way back to like Pythagoras, like had his little cult, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then sprinkled throughout like like the Hebrew texts and the Bible and stuff. There's all these like whenever there's a prophecy, there'll be like some encoding in the name of like the prophet or something. That's like some number, and that number has like some special magical prophecy property or whatever that like reinforces the prophecy. So it's like numerology is uh something something that we really need to do on this podcast. Actually, like a numerological book. Yes. Like the Dowdy Ching. Maybe we should do the Dowdy Ching or something. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. But with the, that number thing, so I'm just numerology. talking out loud now, but how much of it do you think is from the fact that number Number's systems, cool. <laughs> they're, they're a specialised set of languages that can describe the external world or reveal patterns in the external world in this incredible yeah. way? And do you th- so like good. with numerology, how much of it is that people have that intuition that with number systems, you really can examine the world in this incredible way. And from that, they ascribe this magical significance to numbers. Yes, I think that's part of it. Yeah, yeah that's I definitely that's part everything. of what Pythagoras, the, with uh, what Pythagoras was, because they were really like interested in like, they had like different patterns. So like, um, the triangular numbers, which is like if you arrange dots into a triangle, like one, three, six, so forth, um, it creates shapes. So they were interested in like the relationship between patterns in numbers and the shapes they created, including things like, you know, obviously like Pythagoras theorems, like the Pythagorean numbers were this certain sequence of numbers um, that corresponded to like this ratio. Um, but 
it's not completely the case because part of the reason why the Greeks never figured out irrational numbers is just because they didn't like them. They didn't like, didn't like dividing numbers. So they, they limited even the Greeks that like were okay with dividing stuff. They would only permit integer division and they didn't like anything that got messy. <laughs> so like if you showed them something like pi, they would just freak out. <laughs> I think it was even deeper than they didn't like it. I th- they felt that it was unnatural. They just didn't... Like unnatural didn't exist. Counter to the natural yeah. order, and then they had that a whole idea of like uh, nature abhors the vacuum, right? So like a lot of uh, these early cultures that discovered numbers or whatever, like just didn't have the concept of zero until I think it was like in Baghdad or something, like fourteen hundred years ago they discovered zero or like whatever and whatever the word is. But the other interesting thing is there's a component of it where they um. They, they were obsessed with, like, the numbers themselves. So they, they were... And the, the, uh, the European, like... Uh, was it, like, the Jesuits and stuff, maybe? Was the Jesuits or, like... Uh, other theologians were, like, really obsessed with the primes and the patterns that the primes made. <laughs> so they were, they, they were, like, obsessed with the space of numbers as such. And they were trying to find, like, which ones were, like... Um, like holy numbers and that sort of thing. That's really weird. Anyways, we don't. Yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> back, been back um, the main reason for the existence of brutal death metal as well. It's it's been <laughs> extended meditation on the number six six six. It's still going strong, actually. There are plenty of albums dedicated to that. Plenty of lyrics dedicated to that. Deicide and Glenn Benton had an entire career based on that. So it's uh, that tradition still going strong today. And it's a tradition that, uh, for some reason, Fahd Muhammad couldn't quite adhere to. He had to, he had to get a little bit sloppy on the sides. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's also this thing when he talks about um, how there, there's this council of 24 black gods every 25,000 years. And he says, oh, why 24? Well, you look, at the, the, you look at the angle of the Earth's axis of rotation and it's 23 and a half degrees. And what's 23.5? Well, that's, that's basically 24, isn't it? You just round up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, integer round up. Yeah. yeah. There's just so <laughs> many moments like that up. where he goes, Cause. oh, look, I know the numerology <laughs> doesn't completely line up, but it basically does, so just go with it. It sounds like Fahd Muhammad was a shit salesperson and also... And, and, he, and, and Elijah also Muhammad was very credulous. And Fahd Muhammad was just fudging the numbers and was just like, yeah, this fucking kid will eat this up, but he doesn't. Fudges the numbers in his religion like he fudges the numbers on his tax return. <laughs> and I watched a video of Elijah Muhammad and this was, like, this was a representative of like uh, this white, this white video, no, white TV, like news anchor or something was like interviewing him. And he was giving him a serious interview. It was, it was like, this guy does... <laughs> surely the role that the Nation of Islam played in, like, the history of African-American emancipation last century, it was like, a ne- <laughs> like set, it set things back. <laughs> it was, like, counterproductive because you have, like, news, like uh, news reporters actually going and interviewing these people and then you get some cook to come to, like, Elijah Muhammad talking complete nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it really is an intellectual cul-de-sac. 
Yeah, I just came across a quote actually about the origin of, of the universe and God. So, he himself is self-created. How could self-create self? Take your magnifying glass and start looking at these little atoms out here in front of you. You see that they are egg-shaped and they are oblong. You can crack them open and you will find everything in them that you will find out here. They were then, some of them, atoms out here. Well, who created them? I want you to accept the black god. You say, there is no beginning or ending. I admit that. But we do know, but we do know that they had to have some kind of beginning. But how it happened, we don't know. That's why we say that his beginning, we don't know anything about. <laughs> I like that eventually he just says, yeah, we don't know how God started. But he then goes on to behave as if he does know. So which, which chapter are you up to? Have you just been plugging along? Still in chapter one. <laughs> well, the thing, we're jumping around so much, like we're, we're saying yeah, things we from all sorts of different chapters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> How about I'll just, I'll read a quote explaining why God had to have been black or the first God, and then we can just keep flicking through. So, he was the only one in the whole entire dark universe. He had to wait until the atom of life produced brains to think about what he needed. <laughs> How long was that? I don't know. Brothers, but he was a black man. Coming out of total darkness at that time, we all could say that we are produced by a white god, but there was no light, nor any white anywhere. There was all darkness. So God revealed to me, in that darkness which had no end to it, there, that darkness created an atom of life, and the colour to be the colour had to be black, as there was no light. Therefore, it had to be the colour of the thing that created it. Created it. All praise is due to Allah. I love how they chuck that in at the end. I bet, yeah, the, the <laughs> just, Muslims, the Muslims yeah. reading this just start cheering at that. Like, yep, this is <laughs> representative of my sincerely held faith. <laughs> I find it really weird re reading these sorts of books because um, compared to, <clears throat> say, more mainstream religions, I was thinking, like, what is it that made um, some religions take off and others... Like, not. Like, with this particular one, like, it's pretty obvious why, because it's just fucking complete garbage. <laughs> 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 but how come, how come other, like, how come other systems, and I'm not even saying any particular major world ones, but, like, is it just, is it that older? But there's something sticky about them. Yeah, but they know? have to have survived <laughs> to be older. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know why. It's really weird. These ones are very young. I mean, maybe in, like, a thousand years you know, Nation of Islam will be like 2 billion people or something. But <laughs> Just imagine that. I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> oh, I was having Varg flashbacks in this one bit. So you know how Varg has that section of Varg smile where he talks about brown versus blue eyes and he says, oh, what, what sort of things are brown? Shit. What sort of things are blue? Clear pools of, of pure water. <laughs> beautiful flowers therefore blue eyes are better well well uh elijah muhammad flips that around <laughs> he says so he, he uses the human eye as a justification as to why black people are gods and white people are created he says look at the ball of your eye think it over that ball of your eye is white all around a black a black sphere there sitting surrounded with white not the white in the centre of this ball. It's black here in the centre. But white around the black, right? 
He has made it like his universe. Around him is light, but he himself is black. All praises are due to Allah. <laughs> All praise. Think it through. Oh, no, sorry. Think it over. There's this repeating phrase throughout the book um, where he'll just say some complete nonsense and then he'll say, think it over. <laughs> think it over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you understand the stuff about the moon, actually? Because he oh, keeps talking about how... Moon. There's he two keeps gods. talking about how the moon was created when some god tried to usurp power or something like that. And so the moon was created trillions of years ago. And that's why there's yeah, no I, life on the moon as well. Did you understand that at all? No, I didn't. And then I was hoping I was hoping for some sort of narrative arc to this book where yeah, he would come back and nothing. explain some of these questions and he just just left it. But Yes, it's a collection of disjointed pieces of writing and stuff, right? So there isn't a narrative arc, and you'll just have questions after reading this that will never be answered unless you can be fucked going and reading more Nation of Islam literature. <laughs> they do give references, luckily. So if you are yeah, curious enough, you can double-check their references. Okay. At, actually, at this point, it's probably going to be worth distinguishing between created and made. So... For Fard and Elijah Muhammad, something is created if it makes itself out of nothing, and something is made if something else makes it from pre-existing materials. And black people are created, white people are made by black people, and that's part of the and reason we why should black say that much better. It, as as like, like the race itself, not like obviously like black people today are born. From like a mother and stuff but like their original like 6,000 no was it 6,000 years ago or how many thousands of years ago 6,600 years ago black people wait or was it like 7 no, trillion black people years ago see there's so many old. trillions of years old okay so like <laughs> 76 tri- trillion years ago the original black people <laughs> somewhere in the cosmic void just like sprung forth yeah, like he, no, he's saying it's like 75 trillion, trillion years. years or something. He, they're really old. I think it's white people were about 6,000 years old. Or no, white yeah. people are to rule for 6,000 years. And we'll get to that. Okay, so how old are white people then? I think they're about 6,000 years old. So 6,000 years. Here's the other thing. I also don't think he was very consistent like with... <laughs> no, he's not consistent at all. He's wildly inconsistent. <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't keep a straight story. <laughs> I guess I'm, this is not the sort of book where you ask for cons- consistency. <laughs> you just have to agree. All right, here we go. Um, uh, by one man, sin entered into the world. So maybe we should do more like a thematic thing because it jumps around a fair bit. Yeah. So we talk about Yakub? Talk about. Oh yeah. Okay. So Yakub. What's really interesting is that um, Yaqub, which is a, a modified version of the name Jacob from the Bible. So Yaqub was the biblical Jacob, and he was sent from wherever to the island of Patmos, where, shout out to yeah. Book Club from Hell, <laughs> throwback, John of Patmos, Revelations, Aka yep. Saint Dazza, <laughs> yeah, Saint Dazza of Yakub, father of mankind, and Saint Dazza 
of Narra Warren, aka John of Patmos, were buddies. <laughs> Jakub was a scientist, and there's a particular type of scientist, a big brain scientist. These are scientists, like, uh, for whatever reason, were like gods. And Jakub in particular was big, big brained. <laughs> he was so big brained, he was born of like, his head was twice as big as everybody else's, and they would call him big brained Jakub. <laughs> And that was 6,600 years ago. And then he uh, he basically... Wait, should I go with the uh, genesis of, of white people or should we leave it there for now? And uh, that's the background of Jakub. No, let's go, let's go into the genesis of white people. I'll look for some quotes while you're, talk- while you're talking about this. Because I, I mostly remember the story of how white people came, came to exist. But there are details that I'm f- fuzzy on, I think, because he actually just keeps changing them. Yeah, so at least towards the end of the book, um, basically, <laughs> this is really weird, but like for whatever reason, he was uh, he was exiled. Uh, maybe you can find a quote of that. He was oh, we exiled should say Yakub sent- was living in um, in Mecca. Yeah, for whatever he, he just this this motherfucker just retconned in his fucking weird Jacob fanfic into into islam and said he's yeah. in mecca yeah it's yeah. just like but this 6, is mecca way before muhammad was around so this, this is yeah. all <laughs> and um he took what was he he like he like took um his people with him he like made some deal with the the king of mecca and was like leave my people around alone for like 20 years and i won't be an asshole and like destroy you and then let us go. And he took his, his followers with him and then they performed what <clears throat> uh, Fahd Muhammad slash Eliza Muhammad calls, uh, what do they call it? They call it grafting, which is, is essentially, uh, <laughs> is essentially it's eugenics. eugenics. <laughs> and and it, in detail, it's roughly like they conned the black mothers into giving them their babies killed their babies and then only let the brown and the like the the lighter skin colored children be born and survive and over the course of 600 years eventually bred white people where they had black people and only let the browner ones survive and it took 200 years to like fully create brown people and then it took another 200 years to fully create yellow people and then it took another 200 (laughs) years of of breeding of like eugenics to create white people, and it was the distillation process of getting yeah. lighter and lighter skinned people. I'd like to put in some some important mechanical yes, please. details here, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit hazy of the details. <laughs> so, Jakob so Jakob discovered that in the black man are two natures: there's black and brown, and so he decided that i don't know why he would so obviously the black is better than the brown in the black man so he decided to breed a group of people who were only brown and then within the brown there was the brown and the yellow and so he just he just kept breeding like selectively breeding people so he got a group of people who were yellow and in them was yellow and red kept doing this again got red people, and eventually you end up with white people. That's how you get the five races. The um, Jakob breeding yep, people all five to only have one of these two natures 
The thing is, though, so if that's the case, if you have like people race mixing, what natures will their kids have? Will they have really, really wacky combinations that, like, could you have a brown nature and a red nature in one person? And get like a maroon nature. Yeah, yeah. It sounds unnatural to me. That's it sounds yeah, very unnatural, which happen. is probably yeah, why it's extremely unnatural. He's so against yeah. race mixing. <laughs> Miscegenation. <laughs> I think I don't think he used that word at least, so I'll give him no, points for that. <laughs> <laughs> he gets points for not using miscegenation. <laughs> Fuck! I never realised I'd know so much about <laughs> race mixing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I I got I got off I got off unlucky and got fucking green eyes. I wonder what he reckons of green fucking people. Oh, he doesn't like Bust. green eyes. He he repeatedly <laughs> yeah. talks about Yuck. how blue and green eyes are ugly. Oh no! <laughs> he really doesn't like Levi. Yeah, I have brown eyes, so I'm doing better than you in that. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to uh, gain favor in the eyes of uh, gain favor of Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad. <laughs> Please, Fahd, take us into your cult. We want to come to the uh, into the arms of the nation of Islam. No, I don't think we can. There's no like redemptive path. There's no ontological transformation for a white person into a black person. There's no saving. No, there really isn't. It's purely it's it's predetermined racial. With black people, theology. brown people, yellow people, and red people, they are they're all somewhat alike. So obviously, the black ones are the best. Because the, <laughs> they're, the, they're the original, created, unmade race. But the, the other ones are, are redeemable, whereas white people are entirely separate from all of the other races. And Jakub made them so that white people would rule over everyone else for 6,000 years until a black person arose who was so virtuous and wise and strong that they could overthrow the white people and then would institute an eternal reign of a black god. So we've had these cycles of 25,000 years, but very soon, very, very soon, there will be a period ushered in of monoracial bliss. (laughs) Where? Pure, a pure monoracial <laughs> society <laughs> at last, at long last. Oh, we've been finally. Today. I don't really care if it's a black monoracial society or a white monoracial society, as long as it's only one race at a time. We're okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, here's a bit of numerology. Here's some. Where here's some more numerology that proves why this is true. So. Okay, so the shadow of a doubt. you know how with each new race, Jakub killed the darker springed, darker skinned offspring to make lighter skinned offspring. And after about 200 years of this process, he got a new race on the island of Patmos. So, <laughs> you, you know how that's the case. So, the Bible says that creation took six days, and each day's about 100 years. Three new races had to be made, and that's 600 years. And so 600 is basically six, right? Pretty much yeah? the same number. 
Yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty, pretty much the same. <laughs> and that's why it's true. <laughs> it's, this is the reasoning of a fucking six-year-old. <laughs> Except this guy was considered a religious leader and the personification of Allah. <laughs> this is the personification of Allah. <laughs> Like I didn't realize that traveling salesman. Like that's only interesting if you're using a base ten number system. <laughs> like, like, yeah, we need. To, what do you reckon the, <laughs> oh, the the numerological possibilities of modular arithmetic are limitless? Oh, or he, uh, hex uh, base sixteen or base base eight or base sixteen or even a base twelve number system. I would, would use be base anything because... if it gave me the number that justified what I wanted to justify. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I care, what, pick the, the number I care I want, what the base is. And then I'll work backwards and make that into the base. <laughs> I Give want me base pie to be if base. that's what I need. <laughs> yeah, but this process of... It's just selective breeding. He makes out that it's this really incredible scientific process. Like, it's selective breeding, but he calls it grafting. And yeah, the thing that has been grafted <laughs> out... <laughs> is always weaker, right. which is why the white race is the weakest race. And we'll get into why they were allowed to or able to rule over all of the other races despite being weaker, and it's because of Moses. Uh, <laughs> that, that double <laughs> dealing, no good, untrustworthy Moses. Uh, there's, a, there's a chapter I've got in my notes. It, I just, it just says, just read the entire chapter because it was a short chapter, chapter 19. So there's such a cool chapter, just read it. <laughs> I'll let, I just want to read this one quote and then please read chapter chapter 19. Because there's, a, there's another bit I'd quite like to read, which is the story of Jakob's childhood. Which <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one as well. It's big, just so big brain, Jakob. It's, it's told in such a childish way. It almost sounds yeah, like a know, children's really story. Weird. This guy is like... But a children's story justifying intense racism. It's really racist. But anyway, so oh, regarding grafting, children's stories are actually racist. In cats, such as Disney. the cat family, all the grafted of its family is lesser in power than the original lion, and that which is grafted from the original lion is not to be trusted too much as with leopards and in the other cats from the lion family. These cats from the lion family are more dangerous and cannot be trusted like we can this original lion. The original lion... We can take him, make him lie around us, even at an old age, and we can still trust him. But we can't trust this leopard and the, uh, these other cats because they have, by nature, something evilly wicked that came through the grafting. He comes upon us while we're not looking at him, and before we know it, he'll destroy it. He, he'll destroyed us. There's some of the English can be pretty weird. So we don't trust him, but we will trust the original lion. Get them when he's a little cub and we can bring him up like he's any other house cat, walk around and play with him till he's an old man. So it is with the human being. This also gives you an idea of this guy's pro style. Yeah. It's just it's just like a, a fun house of weird mirrors. It, nothing quite <laughs> follows from anything else. It's so, continuous yeah. free association, extremely repetitive. I wonder how many of these things were not actually written down, but are just recordings of Fahd Muhammad speaking. I think because that would make more sense. Happens. Yeah, that, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, so apparently you can just like chill out with a, with a line 
if you're black, I assume. <laughs> if or if it's black, an original, if you're a magical black person, or if it's, if, you, if you're a magical black person and it's an original spiritually pure lion, <laughs> then you can just <laughs> lay next to it. <laughs> I just think. No, I mean, at least with my cat. So the other day, my cat ran inside very, very excitedly with a mouse and started tearing its legs off. I would not go anywhere fucking near a cat larger than a house cat. Those things are just vicious. Even if yeah, it's a spiritually pure lion, I'm not going anywhere near it. <laughs> what if it's a Muslim lion? What if it's like a Nation of Islam lion? Is it, it like real hum? Muslim or, you know, one of those... <laughs> Those not real Muslims, like the ones who follow the Quran and the Hadith like and Muhammad. The other, the other 1.2 billion <laughs> the people. Billion people. <laughs> <laughs> the non-nation of Islam. <laughs> 50,000 weird people in Detroit versus the 1.3 1. 1. Right. billion people <laughs> across the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually interesting. I just came across a bit in my notes where... Um, in some ways, he's a white nationalist too, because he predicts that all races will return to their ancestral lands and says whites will return to Europe. You mean West Asia. And then says that this, like, this is the right thing to happen. So do you think we're beginning to see a Varg Vikanes, Fard Muhammad crossover? I think they would agree, weirdly enough. They would agree, at least on the policy implementation, not necessarily... <laughs> <laughs> why they should do it and you could say like okay sort of we can put the details aside but we want to go in the same direction you know <laughs> we, we both Varg's like we both want we'll stay states <laughs> we want ethnically segregated parts of the world and we can just <laughs> believe whatever we want in those parts of the world like you guys come from like magical black people 76 trillion years ago and um we come from Odin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. I just found a. I found. I wrote down the story of you now the the details about how Jakub first started making the different races. It doesn't really go into why. Besides, no. like oh, he needed to get white people to oppress black people to make. It never explains Jakub's black um, a, a black god arise. Oh no! He it, also it is says, not so no, disciplined it when it comes to. The moral, the, the moral valence of Jacob. Because in some places he says Jacob is the father of devils. That, that is to say white people. But he himself is not a devil. He was a proud black man. But in other places he just says straight up, yeah, Jacob is <laughs> a devil. <laughs> so I don't know what proud to think. I don't know proud, what to think of... black man of, created of, the white what, what is really my devils. father as a white man? Uh, you know, dad, Jacob, was he a good guy? Was he the devil? I don't know. How, how am I meant to feel about this? I, I feel like Fahd Muhammad wasn't <laughs> catering enough to the, to the feelings of white people when he's not telling us how, how we're meant to think about Yakub. <laughs> it's a major flaw like in his target Islam. market. <laughs> but anyway, it says that Yakub was in Mecca and he needed to find people to begin his grafting process on. So he started teaching Islam to get people to follow him. And I think that's where Islam came from. It's just some ploy so that Jakob could get fucking guinea pigs to start selectively breeding to make white people, which I think also oh would be uh, objected to by some Muslims. Yeah, I guess it's not canon. I, yeah, it's probably, <laughs> probably not 
like the Quranic. But anyway, yeah, he he promised people luxury and slaves under Islam, and that's why people followed him. I also think some Muslims would take exception to this that people follow Islam <laughs> just so they can get slaves and luxury. <laughs> that's the goal of Islam. <laughs> I think, I think I think Muslims would take a lot of issue. Like, I, I just don't understand how there hasn't been a bigger backlash against this <laughs> from the Islamic community. Yeah, do, do you I reckon know, right? it's just because this like Nation of Islam is so niche that it's just Muslims so obscene? Not even heard yeah. of it, so they don't give a shit about it. Oh, it, it, I think like if my sister. Like my sister's Muslim. Uh, if, <laughs> if she looked at it, she was like, "Well, they're not Muslim." <laughs> it's just like, well, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the easy answer. It's just not, it's not Islam. <laughs> I just if you change enough things, I think it just stops being Islam. Especially when you like do things throughout- like say that Allah is dead. Didn't create the universe. <laughs> yeah. and it's just one in a. Long and now line we of, have a new god of gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I think. In most, in a lot of Muslim countries, uh, before like some more modern Muslim countries, but even in some modern Muslim countries, if somebody started walking around saying like Allah's dead, I am the new god, they would just get killed. So okay, so that's that's where is Islam came from. That's the origin That's of Islam. Islam. Is, it was Jacob's sale strategy to get, to get human breeding subjects in Mecca so that he could create white people. <laughs> and um, eventually Jacob got arrested by the Meccan authorities because the Meccan authorities were afraid of his teachings and the jails were filled and there was no more room to put people in jail. But people kept teaching what Jacob taught. So the king of Mecca visited Jacob in jail and asked Jacob what he would accept in return for ending this trouble. And as an aside, I'm not sure what the trouble is, like ending the trouble of the king arresting a lot of Jacob's followers and filling the jail. So it actually sounds like it's the king causing that problem, but fine. So Jacob basically says to the king, he would accept it if the king gave Jacob and his followers the resources to start their own civilization and the necessities of life for the next 20 years. And the king says, oh, that sounds like a great deal. I'll do it. So Jacob and his followers got into ships and there were 60,000 of them, including Jacob. And they go to the island of Patmos. So that's how he got from Mecca to Patmos. I mean, I'm not sure where they got on it. Like, did... He must have moved from Mecca to somewhere on the coast because, like, I, I don't know how you get a ship from Mecca you got, like, some to, sick pa- to Patmos on the coast. to an island yeah, in the Mediterranean, sail from fucking Mecca. What are you going to do? Sail through the sand? <laughs> <laughs> I think this, uh, that geographically probably Fahd Muhammad hadn't, Fahd Muhammad just was like, like, did he look at a just fucking didn't give map? A fuck about these sorts of things. Just like these people just fucking believe whatever I tell them. <laughs> no, map. You mean white man's map? Lying. Ah, Lying. I see. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who made that map? <laughs> anyway, so that's what happened. 
I also like that while they were sailing to Patmos, Jakob, Jakob threw some people overboard who weren't healthy and productive. So, I mean, it, it makes sense given that the grafting process is basically eugenics, but to make worse people. Uh, look, it's I can definitely Whatever see how Jakob throwing people, people overboard because they're not healthy and productive would fit into that. Although, if he's trying to make shiver races, wouldn't he want people who weren't healthy and productive? Like, he would want unhealthy, unproductive people to make white devils. Like, isn't, isn't that... No, because he wants them to the, be the morally prime corrupt. genetic grafting stock like, for making white people? Like, unhealthy and unproductive people? See, you're thinking, Jack, that's your problem. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just stop thinking. Just stop thinking and accept <laughs> whatever the fuck Fard Muhammad says. It's gone. So there was when a really funny. When he was on Patmos, though, Jakub chose doctors, ministers, nurses, and a cremator as his top labourers, and that would help him create the white race. And it was basically like the ministers would only marry people who would dilute the black, like the black aspect of their character. The doctors and nurses would kill darker-skinned babies and only let the lighter-skinned ones. Survive, and the cremator would just burn the bodies of the dead babies, and that's how over six hundred years they got they got white people. And uh, oh, here's Checks a good out. quote. Here's here's a quote that um that brings up a topic that before this episode we hadn't talked about for a while in the podcast. The doctors of today hold the same position over the people. You go to them to get a blood test to see if you are fit to be married. As an aside, I don't recall having to get a blood test to be married but maybe maybe it's different in america yeah today they say it is done to see if there are any contagious germs in the blood i wish that they would enforce such a law today keep the white from mixing with black just the opposite perhaps we could remain black (laughs) and not be disgraced by a mixture of all colors and that's race where mixing race mixing's back in podcast that's where in in book a single tear rolled down my cheek as I realised that I was going to be excluded from the Nation of Islam. <laughs> no, no. Maybe that's, that should be a... Um, it should be one of our goals to find a book where you, you are the member of the master race. Oh, a, a, uh, a, a mixed-race Aboriginal Australian person. <laughs> I mean, it's specific. I'm not... A, a, I'm not even like a nice form of mixed race because I have some like unknown parts back. It's just like, okay, that might have been like a Chinese person or something. He's <laughs> just not entirely sure. <laughs> oh, that's even worse for Fad Muhammad because you know, you know how he <laughs> doesn't like people. Chinese people. Or it's like, at this point, I'm just like, okay, I'm just different. <laughs> Be the change you want to see in the world. You should write your own deeply racist. I should book start a mistake about how you. <laughs> People like you are the and master race. I should start a um an Australian mestizo cult. Yeah, yeah, I, I reckon that's that's the a Church good idea. Of Levi. That's what you should. Do. This is my life calling. All I want to do is just have a harem of <laughs> crazy hippie chicks who really like indigenous culture. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to start a sex cult based on that, you probably could find a lot of people from like Melbourne Uni and things who'd sign up. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people just walk in, around like in the the Bachelor the of Arts program. Yeah, or maybe like um, maybe go up to like 
the uh, the forests uh, outside of Noosa, Queensland. <laughs> Just walk around there. Yeah, around Nimbin. Find a bunch of hippie, hippies in Nimbin. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon. Go around to all the hippies. Co- like, coastal northern New South Wales. <laughs> coastal, coastal northern New South Wales and southern Queensland would be my pick. breeding ground. <laughs> 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 if I dreaded my hair and started wearing like uh, like hemp, like hemp robes. Robes made you know? of hemp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in northern New South Wales, if you told people that there'd be free weed, they'd probably believe in anything. <laughs> I fucking love northern New South Wales. So good. <laughs> All right, here's a quote. Here's a, here's a really good quote. The little yellow baby became kind of evil and wicked. <laughs> you know it's <laughs> bad like when it starts, brother. the little White. yellow baby. <laughs> this is the Chinese that I'm talking about. The Chinaman, in near equal with white folks, he loves to fight, but he's braver than whites because he's back more closer to the father than the white. <laughs> so he doesn't like Chinese people, but at least they're not white. The little yellow baby. <laughs> All right, whatever he's about to say is going to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> What a way to open a quote. <laughs> yeah, there are certain They're things, so there are certain dumb. phrases that nothing following them can be good, and the little yellow baby is one of them. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> definitely nothing one following one. the little yellow baby can so, be good. I'm not racist, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> I feel like the little yellow is, baby is even the little worse yellow than baby. I'm not racist, but it's <laughs> <laughs> the little yellow baby. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, what about this bit? This is another bit of um of real Islam, not that fake Islam <laughs> that billions of people believe in. <laughs> did you know? So Muhammad had a lot of heart problems. Did you know? Because he was given a, he was given knowledge of white people and Jews by the scientists of Mecca, and he was told by them that he could not reform these devils, and this grieved him so much that he developed heart problems, and that's why he died quite young. Oh, I mean, that's, that's at least according to Fadma. So he's talking about Fad. No, no, Elijah Muhammad is that's that quote is about Fad Muhammad. No, no, no. This, this is Muhammad Muhammad. Oh, is it? Yeah, not oh, okay. not Fahd Muhammad, but Muhammad, like oh. Muhammad, the, the prophet of, of not real Islam. Oh, okay. Well, I misinterpreted that quote. See, because no, Fahd no, Muhammad this is, just um, disappeared one day. And I, I thought that he was trying to, that this quote was about Elijah Muhammad trying to explain what happened to Fahd. I thought, I'm, I thought this one was about, like, because in, in the places where he's talking about Fahd Muhammad, he says Fahd Muhammad or Allah. But when he's just talking about Muhammad Muhammad, he just says Muhammad. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so he just he just ignores the ascent, the ascent of Muhammad. He's like, yeah, that didn't happen. He had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had heart problems yeah, right. because he 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 was a good guy. He wanted to save everyone, but he found out that you, he can't save white people or Jewish people because they're just bad news. Yeah, he did. You see, he snuck in a little bit of anti-Semitism. Yeah, and we we already amount. know that Nation of Islam has a, a good relationship with anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
they're, they're partial to anti-Semitism. So I wasn't surprised when it came up. No, no, but I thought there was going to be more. Like, this is mostly anti-white racism. There are probably other books where it's much more anti-Jewish I racism. I bet. I bet I mean, if we had looked I bet. throughout their catalogue, we, we would find some, like, heinous shit. <laughs> yeah, but look, they are focused in their arguments, and in this book they're focusing on white people. So it makes sense that, you know, that in this quote or in this section, he's saying, yeah, look, I acknowledge that I also don't trust Jewish people, but I'm focusing on white people for now. <laughs> uh, now, now, getting back to how, how much white people suck. Uh, I want to yeah, draw yeah. your attention <laughs> to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh, a quote. I think <laughs> to uh, uh, he says, uh, you know, like um, this grafting thing, aka eugenics. <laughs> um, he says, uh, Jakub's race of devils. What? So I'm about to drop a fucking knowledge bomb on you people. You guys, if any of our uh, listeners happen to be primatologists, you're about to learn some some truth right now so Jakub's race of devils aka white devils were exiled in the hills and caves of west asia now called europe think it over (laughs) they were without anything to start civilization and became savages they remained in such condition for two thousand years no guidance or literature they lost all knowledge of civilization the lord god of islam taught me that some of them tried to graft themselves back into the black nation, but they had nothing to go by. A few were lucky enough to make a start and got as far as what you would call the gorilla. In fact, all of the monkey family are from this 2,000-year history of the white race in Europe. <laughs> gorillas come from. There you go. It's fucking gorillas the and chimps. Fucking grafting Mom's experiments of white savages. Fucking <laughs> orangutans. Created monkeys. Actually, white people. White people that I, fucked up the grafting turned themselves into gorillas. That was such a good bit. I just looked at that bit and was like, what the fuck did I just read? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how much of this is a reaction to, say, Varg-style racism against black people, where they say, oh, black people are monkeys. I wonder how much of this was, like, Fahd Muhammad hearing that and going, nah-ah, you know what? White people are monkeys. It's like... (laughs) He you heard this racist meme You're and decided that instead of going, no, that's dumb, I'm not going to repeat that, he goes, no, I'm going to put my own spin on it. I'm going to take it and I'm going to make it my own. <laughs> yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he took it so really literally on. and was like, no, actually, gorillas are just the descendants of white people. I'm going to um, read chapter 19 because it's a short chapter. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was just weird enough that I was like, okay, I've got to read this. Um, <clears throat> So chapter 19 is titled, And the Serpent Was Lifted Up. After 2,000 years of living as a savage, Allah, again, like, I feel so like all the other Muslims would take issue with this. (laughs) But after 2,000 years of living as a savage, Allah raised up Musa, aka Moses, to bring the white race again into civilization to take their places as rulers 
as Jacob has, has intended for them. Moses became their God and leader. He brought them out of the caves, taught them to believe in Allah, taught them to wear clothes, how to cook their food, how to season it with salt, what beast should they, kill, they should kill and eat, and how to use fire for their service. <laughs> so yeah, white people didn't have fire until 2000 years ago. Um, Moses taught them against putting the female cow under burden. He established for them Friday as the day to eat fish and <clears throat> not to eat meat on that day. And fish is the main menu on Fridays for many white homes. <laughs> There's an anthropological analysis of white people. Jack, did you know you only <laughs> eat fish on Fridays <laughs> because of uh, because of Moses 2,000 years ago? Bet you didn't know that. They were so evil and savage that Moses had to build a ring of fire around himself at night and he would sleep in the center of the ring of fire to keep the white devils from harming him. They were afraid of fire and are still afraid of fire. <laughs> He's just making shit up about white people. This is a peculiarly white characteristic that white people don't like fire, but every other race is all good with being burned. <laughs> and Allah said, one day Moses told them he was going to have fish come up from the sea so that tomorrow he will have some fish. On the next day, the fish were there. Moses had a boat load sent up from Egypt. Moses said, see, the sea came up last night and brought us some fish. One of the savages was a little smart and said to Moses, where is the water? From then on, Moses recognized the fact that he could not just say anything to them. He had a hard time trying to civilize them. Once they gave Moses so much trouble that he took a few sticks of dynamite, went up to the mountainside, placed them into the group and went back to get those who were giving him the most trouble. He said to them, stand there on the edge of this mountain and you will hear the voice of God. They stood there about 300 in number. Moses set the fuse off and it killed them. <laughs> the, imams, <laughs> the imams got after Moses for performing performing this trick on the devils. Moses said to the imams, if only you knew how much trouble these devils give me, you would do as I do. Moses taught the devils that if they would follow him and obey him, Allah would give them a place among the holy people. Most of them believed Moses just to get out of the caves. The imams recognized the tremendous job Moses had trying to civilize the savages. These enemies of the righteous black nation of earth now had to take the place as the rulers and the conquerors of the earth. The devils were given the knowledge and power to bring every living thing, regardless of its kind of life, into subjection. So there you have it, guys. That's so good. <laughs> that, is just, that was one of my favorite parts the of the book. <laughs> fucking batshit insane. <laughs> just, just, he just, just made some nonsense up, just didn't explain anything. Yep, Moses had dynamite. There were imams. There were some people he didn't like. And and look, this is the punishment. This is what he means by giving him... One, one of the savages was a little smart and said to Moses, where's the water from, mate? What? And he's like, so no, nah, none of this questioning up. stuff. <laughs> blew them up with dynamite. <laughs> The, the role of People technology is interesting in a lot of these Nation of Islam stories because I've noticed uh, th there are some anachronisms, to, uh, <laughs> to be polite, where, for example, when white people are driven out of Mecca, I think, because they were yeah, too Yeah, they're driven out with rifles. Yeah, they drove them out with rifles. But then later, Elijah Muhammad quotes the... I think it's the book of Genesis, yeah, after Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden because he says Adam is the white race and how Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden and that God prevented them from returning with a flaming sword. And he says, okay, the flaming sword both literally exists, but it's also Muslims with rifles guarding... Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where exactly it was, but 
between Europe and the rest of the world. So they had rifles, they had dynamite, and then they forgot. Where, they, where he's like, they put a guard. They put a guard to keep the Europeans on the other side of the wall with, with swords and shields, he said. Yeah, <laughs> so why swords would you and shields. give them guns? <laughs> like, you drove them out with rifles and then kept them on, like, guard of the, the border with swords and shields. Like, what the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I feel like we've covered all. <laughs> what about this thing Other, about yeah. the opposites attract? No, but the opposites attract. No, no, yeah, do really the fun. like and a like thing. Yeah, do that part. Because yeah. he's got this thing about how how white people have been able to rule black people, even though black people are literally, <laughs> literally gods, and white people are terrible at everything. Well, it's because he says opposites attract. So he says, oh, well, look, you've got a magnet, right? And like poles <laughs> of magnets repel each other, but the opposite poles attract each other. Therefore, because white people have nothing in common with black people, they just have none of their virtues, black people want to follow white people. That's why white people can rule black people for the 6,000 years that it was predicted they would before the the institution of the racially pure eternal kingdom of the spirit or whatever the fuck is meant to happen. So <laughs> that's basically why. it's White people can rule despite being so much weaker because Moses gave them technology or something and because opposites attract. And this doesn't work reciprocally. That is... Couldn't the black race also be able to lead the white race because of the opposites attracting? Because the black race loves the white race, but the white race by nature can't love anything. He's also got this bit saying that whites kill an average of 100 million black people every thousand years since white Mm, people arrived on Earth. So they've killed 600 million black people. There you go. And he just says it and then leaves. Six. Six. Yeah, six comes up again. What about this quote? God created two kinds of everything. So it is with man. He didn't intend for them to mix and <laughs> set a day of reckoning for those who willfully and knowingly break his natural law in which he has created man. You hear that? It's, you'll be punished for race mixing. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> there's, there's this uh, part... There's this part where he's responding to a uh, uh, preacher named Mr. Herbert Armstrong of Pasadena, California, um, and Theodore Fitch of Council Bluff, Iowa. They wrote a little book. They're white. And uh, the book is titled Our Lord's Plan for the White Race, subtitled Who Are We? Or Who We Are, Where We Came From, Why He Chose Us, What Our Work Is why our descendants must remain white. So there's a white religious racist. And yeah. then uh, he responds to them. So basically this, the rest of this chapter is just like, oh, white people are liars and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then he, 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 later down he responds directly and he answers the guy's questions. And I really like this paragraph. He says, the truth, all capitals, <laughs> that the world has been waiting to know is just the answers to Mr. Fitch's questions in the title of his book, Our Lord's Plan for the White Race. He says, The Lord's plan for the white race is the God of righteousness never had a plan for you, motherfuckers. So he's just like, out of here. (laughs) Who we are, 
You are the enemies of God and the righteous. <laughs> Where are we from? From the black man. <laughs> Why he chose us. The God of righteousness did not choose you. If he had, he would not destroy you. <laughs> what our work is. Evil. Why our descendants must remain white. Certainly, you should remain white. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Antagonistic. the Varg, Muhammad crossover. There's an awful lot that Varg, Vikinas and... Fard Muhammad slash Elijah Muhammad would like weirdly agree on. Yeah, which is always a, a red flag, I think, when there's too much overlap between yeah. your beliefs and those of Vague. Yeah, I feel like if um if you find yourself agreeing too much with any racial supremacist, you should <laughs> you should probably rethink <laughs> some some of your starting premises. <laughs> there's something there's something off here in my calculations. <laughs> Do you know? Did you know? Because Jakub knew that white people only had six thousand years to rule before they'd be overthrown, he made them in a hurry, and that you know they were married very young when they were yeah, being, this this being so bred, were fifteen or sixteen years of age, which is why white people have fiery and impatient temperaments. I yeah, thought that was that was an interesting detail. I've always wondered. It's very interesting. Yeah, that, <laughs> there you have it. Explains why pe- white people are, are are impatient. They're impatient because <laughs> six thousand years ago, Jakub. <laughs> he he says the white race are bad in part because they don't get down on their knees and pray for anything, and instead they go and make it. And I thought when he said that, I thought, isn't that actually a good characteristic that if you need something you go out and make it happen i mean i am white so maybe that's just i'm racially inclined to think that way but isn't that a good thing yeah but you should just be able to just like spontaneously make things exist yeah that's true maybe it's just, just of necessity <laughs> i don't know white people aren't it it's just godlike <laughs> This book is so oh, repetitive. Like there are so many. It's it's, it's quite short. It's it's only like forty. Like if you take out the front and back matter, it's only it's only like forty pages. It's very pages. short. Extremely repetitive. I think we've covered basically everything. Like there I are a ton of really funny major. quotes I could read out, but they would just be going over things that we've already mentioned. Yeah, if you've got any other funny quotes, that would be, I guess, good. Uh, just like, just uh, white people are murderers, white people are liars, white people came from Cain, white people came from Adam, Adam was the original sinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he think really doesn't something like of a people. narrative arc. The book gets a lot more, I mean, it starts out very racist, but it ends extremely racist. So it, <laughs> it, gets, it gets more. It goes from like an eight to a ten. Over the course yeah, of the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you're still working within. You're still working on one end of the spectrum. But it does get. It gets more racist. <laughs> That's, there's a bit of dynamism in there. So, I've got some questions then to ask you. Yeah, I feel like we've covered all the major topics of the book. Um, <clears throat> what was it like as a white person being on the receiving end? <laughs> this sort of racism. <laughs> uh, yeah, not. I can't say it really worried me because it's just so bizarre. <laughs> like when you have a guy saying even, that you yeah. are you are the product of a succession of stages 
of cross of breed selective breeding to make worse humans. You ran around in Europe naked for two thousand years without fire, and only with dogs as your friends, which is why you're racially inclined to like dogs. And then Moses gave you <laughs> some nebulously defined special powers for you to rule over black people for six thousand years, and then you will be destroyed. Like when I read that, I'm not offended because it's. <laughs> it's <just so> fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you would need to be so thin-skinned to take offence at this because it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> You're not offended, Jack. You're not offended. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. It's just so stupid. Oh my god! I feel like the only people who might walk away from a book like this being offended would be Muslim people. I, I yes, like yes. I think who'd get most upset would probably be devout Muslims but I, I who are having the name of their faith <laughs> abused <laughs> for this shit. It's just completely trashed by by a charlatan, by a fucking charlatan who didn't, who clearly didn't fucking like know anything about it. Who, who who clearly was just like a con man and didn't know the first fucking thing about Islam or, or Christianity by the looks of it. He just made shit up. Yeah, he just looked at the yeah. spark notes so of maybe- the Quran. Was like, oh yeah, I I, I kind of get this. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Um, is anybody in Detroit gonna fact check me? No, they're fucking not. Okay, I can go with this. Yeah, and then that motherfucker was selling people Muslim names. Can you just just to think that maybe people like um. Muhammad Ali like I hope this doesn't apply to Muhammad Ali but if if kind of transitively Muhammad Ali is part of like the if the historical origins of that trend starting in the in the US is a fucking con man who started a cult (laughs) that that puts a really (laughs) weird spin on one of the greatest athletes of all time Hmm. I'm gonna check that now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he if he was sincerely into this, then it it kind of sours my view of him. I mean, I guess he did get repeatedly punched Ali. in the head, which probably didn't help his critical thinking skills. Yeah, he was punched in the head quite a lot. But he, that was, was, I mean, that was kind of his job: yeah. repeated blunt force trauma to the head, repeatedly punch other people in the head. <laughs> let me find let me find the people who are most capable of infi- inflicting blunt force trauma to my head and then find <laughs> the g- giant people. Let me find people. Oh, who he can was in the he was in the nation anyone of else in the world and let them punch oh. me. Oh. So what happened? Okay, so he he was in the nation of he joined Elijah Muhammad's nation of islam so he what and then he left the nation of islam and but like convert like sort of adhered to sunni islam so even muhammad ali a man who made a living getting punched in the fucking head was like this shit is crazy i'm gonna go over to sunni islam yeah (laughs) well turned out better than malcolm x because i think malcolm x was also part of the nation of islam left and then a member of the yeah, Nation of Islam well. killed him for leaving. Oh, was he shot by... Oh, right. And then, and the funnier he thing is, when you look at Nation, Nation of Islam, Islam stuff Jesus today, Christ. they list Malcolm X as one of their, fa- as one of their famous converts. And it's like, no, didn't you guys kill him? Man. Far out. 
Man, this organisation is just bad news, isn't it? <laughs> it's just a racial supremacist organisation. Granted, their racial supremacy is quite funny, but it's still, like, at its core, it's it's just a racial supremacist organisation. Do you have any um any final thoughts about about? Not really. Like, there's not much to this book, and there's not much to these beliefs. They're just kind of frivolous. In terms of recommending the book, I reckon it's worth flicking through. I wouldn't pay money for it, but I reckon. Oh, look. Okay, I used to, like, my attitude towards the recommendation section at the end of our episodes was, like, I was thinking, would I recommend this to a normal person? Oh, no, <laughs> no, but normal people don't listen to us. But now I'm going to update my the, uh, the heuristic I'm using. Uh, would I recommend it to the type of people who are in our Discord? <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah, I yeah. I, I genuinely think the people in our Discord, it's only 40 pages long. Shout out to all the people in our Discord. It's fucking, there's, we're getting more people joining in and getting into it. Um, I, I think they would, um, I actually think you guys would enjoy it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> it's really weird. Because it, it's and sort zany. of like a pyramid in that you have to be a bit of a weirdo to listen to us in the first place. You have to be even stranger to join the Discord and lurk. You have to be even stranger to join the Discord and participate. And particularly <laughs> and participate. to that, that top tier, <laughs> I expect all of that, them would those find daily, this to be a lot of fun. <laughs> those daily, uh, um, the people who are in there daily, <laughs> fucking getting around. The people it. who are brain damaged enough to, <laughs> to consistently communicate with us will really enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that um, this... Uh, this week's book has demystified the nation of Islam for me because I, you know, like if you've heard of Malcolm X or whatever, you would have heard the nation of Islam. You're like, what's that? Oh, okay, it's Islam. It's not Islam. <laughs> it's not fucking no, Islam. No, it's <laughs> it's not like these are not these people are not Muslims. <laughs> They've basically just taken a bunch of names from Islam, like Allah and Muhammad. And that's about the end of the similarities. And then they'll selectively quote parts of the Quran or the Hadith or the Bible that agree with the point that they're trying to make. In their Not even agree. Ideology. Like they're, the biblical and Quranic quotes in this were so vague as to just be totally meaningless. <laughs> you could just use it for whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you could use it to describe anything. Yeah. So that was cooked. It was actually like a surprisingly but anyway, interesting yeah. thing to read. Uh, yeah, I would recommend someone just flick through this book. Uh, I don't really want to read and laugh at some of the funny of bits, book. and that's about it. Would I read? An, I don't think we should. Uh, maybe. I mean, if one of them is more like coherent, maybe. Like if one of them is because instead of being a collection of talks or whatever, but it's like, no, this is actually like the teachings of yeah, Bad Muhammad or something. Maybe I would read it, but. I wouldn't be opposed to another episode on Nation of Islam or Nation of something Nation of Islam adjacent, but I agree with you. It would need to be a bit more than Elijah Muhammad just writing down the ramblings of Fahd Muhammad, <laughs> which is basically what this book is. <laughs> it's just, so funny. It's, it's, so funny. Just, it's just this dude rambling for 40 pages. Did we learn anything, Jack? <laughs> Did we learn anything? <laughs> I agree with what you said. It has demystified the nation of Islam for me. Where now I just do not take it seriously at all as an organisation. Whereas previously, because I didn't know so much about it, 
because this is probably why they put the like the word Islam in the title. I thought it would have some deep theology because it is related to Islam, but it just doesn't. It's 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 just absolute chicken shit. I think um, you were good then. That I think that's it. Episode. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. Next episode is going to be on Atlas Shrugged. Oh shit. <laughs> That'll be a fun episode because I think we actually have different opinions on the book. Yeah, I like I like different parts of it. I think it is extremely long. I think if she were writing these days, like she probably would it would probably be like half the length. But I don't know. I would say I'm more irritated with her editor than with her because it's her editor's job to say, listen mate, it does not need to be this long. He just went fucking <laughs> AWOL for the entire editing process. <laughs> Anyway, no, I was actually thinking about. Anyways, we're getting. We'll, we'll save that. For- we'll discuss that next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening.